Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I've got a fun topic to talk to you about today. We're going to be discussing Disney Park Urban Legends, kind of like a spooky theme for Halloween I'm really excited about. First, a little bit of Disney news. I guess you can call it Disney news, but Disney World has announced that they will be starting their Genie Plus program with the lightning lanes and you can pay extra to ride on certain rides and it is going to be starting on the 19th of October which is like really right after I leave Disney World. I'm leaving Disney World on Monday and it's starting the next day. Can I tell you how frustrating that is? I would have loved to be there for the very first day. I was really hoping they would start it while I was there so I could test it out for you, see how it was all working. The one saving grace is my Disney BFF, my cousin Mandy, who will be with me at Disney World this week, is going to stay a little bit longer and she's going to be there on the day that Disney Plus, not Disney Plus, that's the streaming service. Why do they have to name things so similar? That Genie Plus launches. So she'll be there on Tuesday and she's going to check it all out, see how it works, take full advantage of it. And I'm hoping I can convince her to share a little bit on my Instagram and also to come on to the podcast when she gets back and give us all the inside scoop because this is going to be the system that's going to be launching at Disneyland. We don't have a date yet, but it's going to be launching soon. My guess is early November. We're usually a couple weeks behind things that happen at Disney World. So my guess is early November. And so she can give us the inside scoop and give us a little heads up on how it works and what she thinks of the new system. So I guess it's good and bad. It's good that she's still going to be there. Bad that I miss it by one day. What the heck? How is that even possible? It's just my luck. But that's what's happening. Um, That's pretty much all the exciting things that I've heard recently as far as news goes so today is wednesday i am leaving for disney world tomorrow afternoon um luckily it's the afternoon you guys this afternoon flights are my jam i hate getting up early and having to be all ready if you know me at all i'm a last minute packer i can't help it i have other things that take priority overpacking especially when it's just myself going somewhere if it's my family I get started earlier and I and I have them pack things well actually I usually make them a packing list and then they pack themselves when we were in Colorado last weekend I just I didn't make my kids a packing list I took our girls and I just told them what they needed but I didn't write it down And then when we got up to Colorado, it's like in the 30s, it's freezing, and my youngest doesn't have a coat. She didn't pack it, so apparently I need to go through and check their bags. Anyway, that's not here or there. Neither here nor there. I don't know how you say it. That's not important is the point. (laughs) I'm getting off track. The point is that I'm leaving on Thursday, but I don't have to 
pack, like be up late in the night trying to pack because I'm leaving like at three in the morning or four in the morning. So that means I can just procrastinate even longer. I'm pretty sure that's what that means. But I'm glad that I have a little bit of time tomorrow to get a few things done. I can get packed up and be headed out on my way Thursday afternoon. So here's the plan. I'm meeting Mandy. We're flying out Thursday afternoon. Um, Friday, we are just hanging out, sleeping in a little bit because we're going to be getting into Orlando at 10 p.m., but we're going to feel like it's... Wait, I don't know. It's backwards. I think we're going to feel like it's 8. Is that true? Yes, that's true. Oh, good. So we won't feel like it's too late. Anyway, we're going to sleep in Friday and then we're going to head over to Disney Springs and do some shopping and hanging out at Disney Springs. We have an early dinner reservation at Raglan Road, which I'm so excited about. I've been there once and I loved it. I thought the atmosphere was fun. They have this like dipping sauce kind of like this oil you know how they do the oil and vinegar at restaurants that you dip your bread in they have kind of a variation on it I think it's oil and Guinness um I don't think it's a vinegar I didn't taste vinegary to me I'll have to find out exactly what it is when I get there but you dip your bread in it it's so good I loved it anyway I've been daydreaming about it since the last time I had it so we're gonna head there and do an early dinner on Friday and then after that, we're going to head over to Magic Kingdom and go to the Boo Bash. So we're able to get into the Boo Bash at 7 p.m. It starts at 9 and then it goes till midnight, which seems a little intimidating to me. That's late. Oh, I'm so old. Um, luckily, my time, it will feel like 10 p.m. So maybe I just need to stick to Utah time and not try to switch over to Florida time. Um, so we're going to head over there. We're going to hang out, do all the Boo Bash stuff, which I'm really excited about. I'm excited to see how it compares to the Oogie Boogie Bash, see which one I think is better, even though I may have already developed an opinion. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't already think the Oogie Boogie is better when I've never been to the Boo Bash. So I'm going to try not to judge, not to prejudge the Boo Bash. So we're going to go do that on Friday and then... Saturday, we are heading over to Epcot. Really, really am nervous that we're not going to be able to get a boarding group for the new Ratatouille ride. So oh, please keep your fingers crossed that we can get a boarding group. I'm notoriously terrible at scoring boarding groups for these types of rides. So hopefully, hopefully some magic, Disney magic happens and we're able to get a boarding group. So we'll do Epcot on Saturday and then Sunday we're going to do Magic Kingdom, do a full day at Magic Kingdom and then I'll be heading home on Monday and Mandy's going to do like Animal Kingdom and she's going to go do Hollywood Studios and she's going to go do some more fun stuff. I had to get back home though so my trip's going to be a little bit shorter. So we're looking forward to it. So many fun things to cover. All the Halloween stuff plus the 50th anniversary celebration for Disney World is in full swing. So I'm excited to see all of those merchandise and the food and the decorations and just all of those offerings. So it'll be fun. One thing I am worried about is the weather. It's going to be so stinking hot. Right now it says 90s when I'm there. And 90 in Florida is different than 90 anywhere else with that humidity. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Ugh, so I'm a little worried about that. I don't, I'm, I'm not good with the heat. I just don't, I just don't do well 
in the heat. Um, but I have a fan and I have some cooling towels and I brought an umbrella for shade. And I mean, I've done what I can do, right? I'm bringing lots of water. I'm bringing a cooler backpack so I can keep water cold and electrolyte packets, stuff like that. But there's, there's no way around it. It's just going to be stinking hot. Uh, which is kind of funny because Thursday when I leave here at my house in Utah, it's supposed to be snowing. So I'm going to go from the snow, extreme cold, to extreme hot <laughs> all in one day. So that'll be interesting. But I'm looking forward to it. If you want to follow along, you can just check out my Instagram page. There'll be a link in the show notes. I'll be posting tons of things on my stories all about our trip. Um, I'm also going to be having a giveaway there special for the Disney World's 50th anniversary. So you're not going to want to miss that. And before I forget, I am having another giveaway that's happening. That I worded that weird. I'm having another giveaway. Nah, I don't know. There's a giveaway happening, another giveaway happening over on my new Facebook group. So I started a Facebook group. I wanted to start one because I have so many amazing, awesome friends on Instagram that have all this amazing Disney knowledge and they're always sharing really amazing things with me, tips and tricks. And then I have other people that are asking me questions that I'm helping and I just have all these great friends on there and I feel sad that I'm the only one who knows them. Does that make sense? I was like, oh, I wish that so-and-so could chat with so-and-so so that everyone could figure out these things together. And so I decided to just start a Facebook group where people can interact together and they can ask their Disney park questions and they can get answers or they can just chit chat about Disney stuff. Um, so it is over on Facebook. I will put a link in the show notes. I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be great. A great place where people who are planning trips can ask questions. People who are Disney experts can help out and give opinions and answer questions, things like that. So I'm excited for us all to be able to learn and hang out together. So to kick off the group, I'm giving away a $50 gift card. You can choose if you want an Amazon gift card or a Disney gift card over on the Facebook group. All you have to do to be entered is to be a part of the group. I'll just choose someone randomly, a random member from the group, and they will get a Disney or Amazon $50 gift card. So go over and join the group. I will put a link in the show notes to the group, but it is called... All right, it's called the Disneyland Planning Help and Info with a little yellow star after it. So it should be easier to find because of the yellow star. So look for the yellow star, Disneyland Planning Help and Info on Facebook, or you can just click the link in the show notes and it will take you there. So come sign up, come join us. It's going to be lots of fun over there. Plus, hopefully you'll win 50, 50 bucks. Who doesn't need 50 bucks? Christmas is coming. All right, let's take a quick break, and when I come back, we'll jump into the Disney Park Urban Legends. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix In Some Magic. Like it or not, the holidays are going to be here before we know it, and <laughs> they're, they're sneaking up. If you're like me, 
your kids already have a million things and really don't need much. My kids are hard pressed to think of anything that they really, really want for Christmas. And so my husband and I have been racking our brains trying to think about what we'd like to give them for a gift this year. And we've decided that we're going to do a family vacation instead of a big Christmas. So they'll get fewer gifts. We'll go on a vacation instead. And I'm really excited about this idea. So if this sounds like something you might like to do, if you might like to go to Disneyland early next year, maybe give your family a gift for vacation instead of junky toys that they're going to break in two minutes, then I suggest checking out Getaway Today. They have such great prices on hotels. Their tickets for the Disney parks are always discounted off of the gate prices so you're always going to be saving money they have layaway plans so you don't have to put down all the money right now you can make your reservations and then pay as you go um, they're really great their customer service is amazing and you're always going to save money so if this is something you might be interested in I would get in contact with them check out their website if you book a package with a hotel and park tickets you can use my code msm10 and save ten dollars but something to think about if you are not sure what to give your family for christmas a little vacation might be the perfect gift so i'll put a link to get away today on my show notes so you can save money check them out and like it or not the holidays are almost here, so it's really time to start thinking about this stuff. All right, let's get started. Disney Park Urban Legends. I've been researching these. Some of them are actually true. I'm sure you have heard some of these before. Some of them, hopefully I found some new ones that you've never heard of, but it's going to be kind of fun. All right, let's start with the idea that Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen. Have you heard this legend? Um they say that he was cryogenically frozen so that he can be reanimated when the technology exists. Um, I hate to break it to you, but that is not true. Walt Disney died of lung cancer and he was cremated shortly after his death and buried in the Forest Lawn Cemetery in Glendale, California. So according to Snopes notes, though, it's not really known who started the cryogenics rumor or why. However, the site says that it was likely that the privacy Disney maintained concerning his personal life combined with the lack of details available about his funeral and burial arrangements and his reputation as a technological innovator that helped per that helped perpetrate, not perpetrate, perpetuate the rumor. So I think that's probably true. I'm sure that Walt Disney was not cryogenically frozen, but that would have been amazing, right? Or maybe not. It would have been really creepy. Can you imagine they brought him back to life? Man, what would that even be like? I don't know. Little creepy to think about. It is not true as far as we know. <laughs> All right, this one cracks me up. I've never thought this was true. Maybe it was one single time, but have you heard the myth that if you see Woody or Jesse out and about the characters in the park and you yell Andy's coming within earshot of them then they will immediately drop to the ground and go limp like they do in the movie like they're just toys laying there 
on the ground. Well, this is not true anymore. I guess it did used to work, but it was discontinued for safety reasons. <laughs> I guess it's not safe for the characters to be flopping down on the ground at random times during the day. Plus, it would probably be super annoying. Um, according to Snope, it says that the characters used to drop to the ground when someone yelled, Andy's coming. However, they no longer do this. This is because everyone found out about it at the same time when the meme went viral. And now people are shouting this about 50 times per hour and a half as opposed to hearing it once or twice a day like before. Um, man, wouldn't have... I, I never saw them do that, but that would have been fun. So have you... Did you see them do this? Has anyone actually seen them do this? I've never seen any videos. Just a meme saying that that would happen, but... I don't know. I don't know if it was actually even true, but it's not anymore. I could see it happening maybe once and then people latch onto it and spreading it around. I don't know. I'm calling legend on that one. All right. Another urban legend I've heard floating around is why the Skyway was closed. So the Skyway was a gondola type attraction that went across the parks. Um, at Disneyland, it used to go through the Matterhorn. I remember riding it as a little girl and going through the Matterhorn and you could, when you were inside the Matterhorn, you could hear the wind blowing and you could hear the Yeti growling and it was kind of, it was scary to me when I was three and four. Um, but I have vivid memories of riding through it. It was actually pretty fun. But the attraction closed down in November of 1994 at Disneyland and about six months before this happened, then a man died on the ride. So the rumors were that the Skyway was closed because so many people had died on the attraction. But that is not true. About six months earlier in April, a 30-year-old man jumped out of the ride on purpose and landed in a tree. He was rescued and treated for minor injuries. He did try to sue Disney, claiming that he had fallen out of the ride, but it eventually came to light that he had actually jumped out of it on purpose and he dropped the lawsuit. So rumor was it was closed down because so many people had died on it, but that's not true. In Florida, there was one person who died on it, but uh, this is kind of a tricky story. They didn't really die on it. So in February of 1999, a custodian was cleaning the station platform at the Fantasyland Tower when another cast member who didn't know he was there turned on the ride and the gondolas were coming right towards him and so he instinctively grabbed onto one of them and he tried to climb inside but he lost hold and he fell and he died. So that's pretty sad. Um, but it wasn't because the ride malfunctioned or something like that. Um, so the truth is that both the Disneyland and the Disney World Sky rides were closed for economic reasons. The hardware was getting old and it was going to cost a lot to repair it. And it was determined that the money would be better spent elsewhere. So that's why we no longer have the Skyway, which is unfortunate because it was pretty great. Can you hear Smokey wandering all around behind me? I'm so sorry. He needs to settle down. Smokey, go lay down. Go settle. All right. Hopefully he'll be quieter now. Okay, the next urban legend that I remember hearing as a kid, and I think I've even told people this too. I think I've told my kids also, is the history of the Haunted Mansion's hearse 
at Disneyland. Um, it's, it's so far-fetched. I don't know why it even keeps getting spread around, but it does. So maybe you've heard about it. So the rumor is that the horse-drawn hearse that's located outside of the Haunted Mansion was used to carry Brigham Young, who was a president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, after he died in 1877, which is kind of hilarious. Like, why? Why would that be it? Disneyland. I don't know. Uh, but it's not true at all. Um, apparently, there was no hearse that was used to move his body. Rather, it was carried on a platform by clerks and employees. So how in the world did this rumor get started? Well, according to a 2001 report from Two News, a man named Dale Rickards bought the hearse in 1973 from a Las Vegas collector who allegedly told him not only had the hearse come from Salt Lake City, but that Young's descendants had confirmed with him that the hearse had carried the church leader. So I think that this guy just kind of got taken for a ride. He was probably charged extra for this hearse because someone famous had ridden inside it. So he bought it and then he offered to sell it to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but they weren't interested because it was not used to carry his body. So he sold it to Disney instead. So that's how he had arrived at the parks and that's how the urban legend got started. All right, another legend I've heard often is that nobody dies at the Disney parks. Maybe you've heard this. So apparently, as it goes, should a fatal incident occur at a Disney park, all the victims must be, so apparently they must be removed from the premises before they are declared dead because Disney does not want anybody to die on their property so they can claim that no one's ever died on the disney property um i think this one's just a myth so former cast members have confirmed that this is in fact a disney policy supposedly but who really knows um i haven't been able to find anything that actually states that this is a disney policy which kind of makes me think that it's a rumor there's a book that's called Inside the Mouse that claims to have proof, but I don't know. I couldn't really see that it was actual proof that they had. So besides there are facts that contradict this idea, we know that people have died on the Disney property. It could be that it's not an actual policy, but that they're rushing to get these people medical attention and they don't take time to confirm them dead on the actual property. Um, on Snopes, it says, once paramedics begin life-saving efforts, they cannot discontinue those efforts until the patient has been transported to a medical facility. So in these cases, it's possible for someone to die on site, but they're not actually declared dead until they reach the hospital um, not because it's a policy of Disney, but just because they are trying to take care of these people. And I don't think that paramedics can legally proclaim someone dead, right? Doesn't it have to be a doctor. I don't know. Maybe not. I know some people get in car crashes or plane crashes and they're pronounced dead at the scene. What do, who do you have to be to proclaim someone dead? I have no idea. I should look that up. If somebody knows, I would love that information. Okay. We're going to move on. Rumor has it that an early, early version of the Haunted Mansion was actually so scary that it scared someone to death. And so they had to change it because they didn't want to scare any more people to death. Um, this is a myth. 
It's a good one, though. I like it, but it's a myth. Uh, The Haunted Mansion opened in 1969, but some people say that the earlier version was so terrifying that a man who was there to preview the attraction suffered a heart attack and died. And because this happened, then Disney decided to like tone down the scariness of the ride to prevent this from ever happening again. But there is no evidence that that ever happened, ever, ever. So the Haunted Mansion was supposed to open back in 1963, um, but workers finished the outside, but it didn't end up opening until 1969. But that wasn't because they were doing testing and found it too scary and had to change everything. It was mostly because Walt Disney was focused on the New York World's Fair that was taking place in 1964. And so he was focused on that. And then he passed away in 1966. And so he was, his attention was elsewhere and then he passed away. But they did eventually finish the ride and got it opened. Um, There are some things that are totally different from the original version, though. There was supposed to be an attraction called the Museum of the Weird in its place to begin with. Um, But then that idea got shelved. They had ideas of having a restaurant there like a haunted mansion spooky restaurant it would have been really cool but um if you want more information about the history of the haunted mansion i have a podcast episode all about that i'll put a link in the show notes but that is a fun one to listen to so there have been little minor changes over the years like the hatbox ghost was added back in a while back but that's not true that it was totally redone because it was too scary All right, you've probably also heard that there are hundreds of cats running around Disneyland. There's like feral cats everywhere that were released to control the rodent population. And this is true, sort of. There are cats that are kept by Disney, but they are not feral cats. They're not like these cats that nobody takes care of that are breeding out of control and sick and starving. That's not the case. So there are cats at Disneyland, but Disney takes care of these cats. They provide them with food and water and they get them spayed or neutered and they also provide them with medical care. So they're kind of like pets, sort of. I don't think that they're full-blown pets that I mean I've seen them several times out and about and they are don't seem like friendly cats like they keep their distance they're not excited to see people they don't want anyone to pet them they keep their distance um so I don't think that they're used to a lot of human interaction but they're not feral wild cats they are taken care of by Disney and they actually have an Instagram page so you can check them out just look up for like cats of Disneyland or something like that Um, So apparently the reason that they're there is that there were some kitties that were found by Walt Disney when they entered the building that would become Sleeping Beauty Castle attraction um, when they were first building the park. And because the cats weren't harming anyone and they were natural hunters, they decided to let them stay in the parks and they just started taking care of them the cats are nocturnal and i don't think like i said that they really like being around bunches of people so they kind of keep their distance but you can spot them i've seen them once or twice so if you keep your eye out you might actually spot one of the cats of disneyland all right this one made me laugh and i've never heard it personally but 
I thought it was funny, so I had to share it with you. But it's actually a little bit true. So I found this one online. It says that Disney controls your mind through scents. So there's some conspiracy theories out there that Disney is controlling your mind through your sense of smell. But I guess that is sort of true, right? So um, there's a thing called the smellitizer that's a clever device invented by Imagineer Bob McCarthy that kind of manifests smells throughout the park. Uh, the smells kind of correlate with what you're experiencing. So like you might be walking down Main Street and you'll smell like sweet smells like vanilla or cinnamon or peppermint at the holidays. And um, it's supposed to make you feel like nostalgic and just add to your experience. Uh, it can also make you feel hungry. So maybe you're like, oh man, it smells like peppermint. I could really go for some peppermint ice cream and lo and behold, I'm walking past Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor. So I'm going to pop in there and buy some ice cream. So I I mean, I technically, I guess they can be controlling your mind through your nose a little bit. I don't know that it's controlling. They just might be suggesting things, but I don't think it's more of a mind control thing as it is to enhance the guest experience. They also have scents on certain rides like the Haunted Mansion. You can smell gingerbread during the holiday overlay. Um, at, the, at the holidays a couple years ago, then they had some scents on It's a Small World, which I wonder if they'll bring back this year. I hope they do. That would be fun. Also over at Soarin' California or Soarin' World, then there's some scents on that attraction, which are fun. Um, the Haunted Mansion smells a little musty. I don't know. I haven't ever heard for sure if that's a scent that they pump in or if that's just part of the ride. How do they do that? I don't know. Um, so I would say that that is not true, but it is a little bit. All right. This one I thought was absolutely hilarious and totally gross. Uh, the rumor is that Disney actors, the character actors, used to have to share underwear. And it's actually true. So the people that are the characters that are in costume, you know, like Mickey Mouse and Donald and Goofy and things like that, um, probably even the face characters, they used to have to share underwear because... They had to have like special underwear that went along with the costume, I guess. I don't know. Um, so they used to have to turn in their underwear that had been like issued by Disney at the end of their shift and supposedly it was washed and then the next person would have a clean pair of underwear to wear. But there were lots of complaints from the cast members about dirty underwear that wasn't getting washed properly can you even imagine oh my gosh oh, especially in the summer with this I, they have to be hot and sweaty in those costumes oh it's terrible anyway there were complaints of dirty underwear and scabbies and uh, even pubic lice <laughs> and so the teamsters union negotiated in 2001 so like recently i'm old so 2001 wasn't that long ago for cast members to each have their own set of disney approved underwear that they take home and launder themselves so there's no more sharing of underwear <laughs> that's disgusting oh my gosh oh i can't even imagine that's terrible okay have you heard this urban legend about mowgli's palace 
So this one gets circulated online a lot. And as the story goes, apparently um, Disney had planned to open a resort in North Carolina that was inspired by the Jungle Book movie. And reportedly it was supposed to be called Mowgli's Palace. And for whatever reason, it had a hard time getting off the ground and the local residents weren't happy with it and so they didn't want it in their hometown and then in some versions it did open but it closed up really quickly for some mysterious reason and the property was locked up and abandoned but that is just a story there is no no fact to it at all it's just an online story that is pure fiction and then there have been people who have taken that story and kind of twisted it and made it even more fictional and told their own versions of it and apparently they've snuck into it and had these super creepy experiences you could read all about it if you just look up Mowgli's Palace online but there is no truth to it at all but there are some Disney park properties that have been abandoned Um, So like in 1976 at Disney World, then there was a River Country water park that was up and running and they closed that in the early 2000s and you can, so it's kind of, it's not abandoned, like Disney still owns the property and takes care of it, but nobody goes there, nobody uses it anymore, but you can still see remnants of it from, if you're on the boat on Bay Lake passing by if you know where to look. So if you're interested in that, Google it. You can find out what it's all about. It's a little spooky. There are pictures online of this abandoned water park. And they're, I mean, they're a little creepy. Check it out. There's another park at Disney World called Discovery Island that opened in 1974. It was kind of like a nature preserve attraction and it it closed in 1999 and you can also see remains from that from the boats on Bay Lake. So a little spooky but kind of cool. Have you heard of the Disney Villains theme park that supposedly Disney was going to create but it never got off the ground. So this is another urban legend that goes around the internet mostly. Um, It talks about a kingdom called the Dark Kingdom, which would be a villain-themed Disney park. And supposedly it's in the works and it's going to be happening soon or it was just scrapped, but maybe they'll bring it back. And so the rumors say that the Dark Kingdom would have been full not of heroes and the Disney parks that we know but it would be full of villains and Maleficent's castle would be at the center of it all when that I think it would be amazing so it would be super cool so it's no wonder that this idea goes around and around the internet because it's an idea that makes people excited because it would be amazing but as cool as it would be it never existed the ideas for it never existed and conceptually it never existed and I don't think it probably will ever exist. So according to Disney historian Jim Hill, he said the idea of the Dark Kingdom seems to have basically come from the internet with no basis on anything concrete. (laughs) So and another another Disney Imagineer says an entirely villain-centered park is complete bullcrap. But he didn't say bullcrap, but I don't want to say the word because I don't want to get that mark on my 
on my podcast. I have to keep it clean. So <laughs> the Disney Imagineers say it's a no-go. Um, so I'm not really sure where the rumors began, but apparently it's never been a thing. Um, they did have a Cinderella Castle mystery tour, which existed inside Cinderella Castle in Tokyo, Disneyland, from eighteen from 1986 to 2006. It was just this spooky walkthrough attraction, so that may have gotten the the rumor mill going. And there was actually a land planned for Animal Kingdom in Orlando called Beastly Kingdom, which was cut for budget reasons. And there was a Villain Mountain, which was kind of like a log type ride that was pitched for Magic Kingdom um, in Orlando, but it never made it past the early early idea stages. So maybe those things contributed to the rumor. I don't know. It would be amazing, but sadly, it is not true. Okay, I know you've heard this Disney urban legend. I know you've probably spread it yourself because I have for sure. As the story goes, there are dead bodies at Disneyland on the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Not really dead bodies, I guess, but real live human skeletons. Not real live, because <laughs> they're not alive. Real human skeletons on the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. So this rumor has been going around forever, and it's it's a great one. I love it. But as it goes, uh, the Imagineers decided that they were going to use real human bones when they made the attraction because they tried out fake bones and they just didn't look right for the attraction. They didn't look real enough. And so they went to the UCLA Medical School and they got some skeletons. Supposedly, there was a skeleton that reigned over his treasure and the two playing a game of chess and another one that was being stuck with a sword. Supposedly, those were all real skeletons that were on the attraction for many, many years, but eventually, somehow, they were switched out with fake ones. But some people believe that there is still one real skull on the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, and that is the skull and crossbones on the headboard of the captain's quarters. If you've seen it, it does look real. It looks different than the other skeletons. It looks different than the other skulls all over the attraction. I, I'm going with this being real because I like the idea that it's real. So I'm going with it. Um, there ha- It has been confirmed that it's real by a Disney cast member. Whether or not she had the authorization to confirm that it's real or not, I doubt. We don't even know her name, but there's a video that circled online of this cast member talking about it. Here, I'm going to play the clip for you right now. Okay, there you have it. So it's obviously a real skull. (laughs) I don't know if that's true, but like I said, I like the idea. In my mind, it is a real skull and it always will be. And I'm going to continue to tell my children that it is real. It does look real though. Go online and look at pictures if you haven't seen it because 
it looks pretty real. All right, the last urban legend that I want to talk about is the idea, I'm sure you've heard this one too, that there are people who are cremated and then they request to have their ashes scattered on Disney property, specifically in the Haunted Mansion. I hear that all the time that people try to spread their loved one's ashes in the Haunted Mansion. I've even seen reports supposedly from cast members that they say it happens all the time. Like these reports lead one to believe that this is a constant thing that's happening, which I find hard to believe. But the some of the reports say that anytime the ride is unexpectedly closed down for a little while during the day, it's because they're probably cleaning up someone's ashes from the Haunted Mansion, which I think is completely untrue. I'm sure that it's happened once or twice. I don't think this is something that is constantly happening. There is a story that's just a rumor. It's not like a verified story, but supposedly the family of a seven-year-old boy was once caught spreading his ashes inside the Haunted Mansion, and that's where this rumor began. Now, um, you're not allowed to spread ashes on private property. It's actually illegal. And if you request to spread ashes on the Disney properties, then you are denied the request. They don't grant that request to anybody. But that's not to say that it doesn't happen. Like, how would you... How would you even know that was happening? If somebody sprinkled some ashes into the rivers of America, you would never even know. Um, Luckily, if it does happen, then there are no health hazards that are like harmful to people or anything like that. If if it does happen, it's not going to hurt anybody. Um, There is an actual story that happened in 2007 where a woman was accused of spreading this white powder while she was on the pirate's ride and some people claim that she was spreading human remains um, into the water and a witness said that it looked like baby powder and so they shut down the ride and they questioned the lady but the police couldn't find any of the substance to test it and the lady denied that it was ashes and so I guess we'll just have to take her word for it I don't know what she was putting in there it's a little strange but Um, Disney has denied that spreading ashes is a growing trend. Um, As I mentioned before, people are acting like this is happening every other day, and that is just not true. It may have happened a time or two, but it's not happening constantly. But tied into this rumor that ashes are being sprinkled all over the Haunted Mansion, it kind of goes along with some of the ghost stories. Apparently, some of these ashes that have been spread in the Haunted Mansion then result in ghosts who haunt the attraction. I don't know. It would be kind of cool. I do have a whole episode all about Haunted Disneyland where I talk about ghost stories, hauntings, Stories from actual people who have had creepy experiences inside the Disney parks. So you might want to check that one out. There's a few from the Haunted Mansion that are kind of fun, especially at Halloween time. So I will put a link for that episode in my show notes if you are needing some more spooky Disney and want to check it out. 
That's all I have for you today. One more quick reminder, if you're not signed up for my newsletter, you need to get signed up because I send out magic mail to someone on my newsletter every single month. I just randomly pick someone and I send something out. And this month for October, or not October, yes, October. We're in October. Man, my brain just jumped forward to November. That was a little scary. This month for October, I am picking out something on my Disney World trip this week to send to one of my magic mail followers. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I'm kind of thinking it'll be something that has the 50th logo on it. I want it to be something commemorative of Disney World's 50th anniversary that I send out. So I will put a link to that in my show notes. And if you want to find out what I'm going to be sending, then check out my Instagram while I'm on my trip. You can help me pick it out. I don't know what it's going to be. Oh, I'm excited to go shopping for it, though. It's going to be fun. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Follow along on my Disney World trip. It's going to be amazing. You guys are the best. Love to you all. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk soon.